Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. 720 WGN. It is 219. I love the sunshine. Thank you for joining us. Alderman Ray Lopez is on the phone. Alderman, you know somebody is impersonating you on Twitter. Who? I don't know who. They've only got four followers, but when I put your name in, I was like, what? Four followers? And then I I landed on the right page, and you have 29,000 followers, so I'll turn them in for you. Well, you know, if it helps them justify their life, God bless them and their four followers. Don't you once in a while think, Alderman, it might be nice just to have four followers? (laughs) You know, I remember those days. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you for joining us, Alderman Lopez. So when I saw the video of what happened over the weekend, what is called a, a takeover, so to speak, basically right at the foot of our building, I had encountered that before, and to get into our parking garage, I threatened to run over like six cars because I'd had it. I just was like, I am tired. It is midnight. I want in my building. And um, and my passenger was very concerned. But then we saw that a guy in a Tesla experienced these guys trying to bash in his windows, and he decided he would plow through. Do you know who was driving that car? You know, believe it or not, I have gotten a call from the driver, and we're going to be speaking with him later today. Um, clearly, you know, he was trying to protect himself, uh, in the midst of all that madness that was ensuing on lower Wacker drive. And to be quite frank, you know, how many times have people in Chicago had to make those decisions? Do I, do I wait politely and hope everyone disperses or do I have to risk running someone over just so that I could get out of a very dangerous situation? Yeah. And we need to address that. And I think that this ordinance, uh, gets to the heart of that because oftentimes we've seen where it's teenagers are the ones who are assembling teenagers who are the ones taking over streets teenagers that are the ones stopping traffic and acting in such crazy ways and it's time that we not only hold them accountable but hold their parents accountable they made these babies they need to start raising these babies and that's exactly how we're going to start pushing back on all of this Okay, I want to play a clip of what we polled. Of course, it's been seen worldwide, but give this a listen. This captures some of the chaos that happened. Now, in the video, towards the end, there are police standing around. Obviously, not enough of them to do anything. What's that about? I mean, we we watched that video and we're like, first of all, that cop seems very vulnerable right there in the middle of all that chaos and all those cars. Where's his car and where's his backup? You know, this is where we have really fallen short as a society is that we have completely emasculated the police department from doing their job in circumstances like this. Any other time five years ago, we would have had, you know, a call for cars. We would have had... Uh, the wagons pull up and arrests being made. But because we've gotten to the point in Chicago where we don't want police to chase criminals, we don't want to drive after them. And even as recently as, you know, two years ago, city council passed an ordinance stating that if you're caught drag racing in the city of Chicago before we'll impound your car, we're going to send the owner a note 
after we see you tearing up the street saying that we're going to come and get you. You know, we've really gotten away from uh, having... Well, has any of that been followed through on? Laws. Do we do we have... Have we impounded any of those cars? You know, I think from the video from this weekend, I think one car was impounded and five people were arrested. But clearly there was hundreds of people down there, multiple vehicles there. And if the best we can do... Uh, is impound one and arrest five, then we need to tighten up our laws as we're hoping to do to start holding people accountable. And again, hold parents accountable. Their kids are out there. They're not trying to figure out what their kids are doing. Their kids are are breaking laws left, right, and center. So if we need to hold the parents accountable too, as if they were there participating just to wake them up, then let's do that. Alderman, I appreciate your efforts to try to tamp this down and stop it. But I mean, I'm no legal scholar, but it seems like it would be difficult to have charges against a parent uh, stand up constitutionally? Is there a precedent for this, and what are they? You know, we have precedent for holding parents and legal guardians responsible for the acts of their children. It's already in the municipal code in different sections, such as if you are hosting a, a social event and providing alcohol to minors, or if you are purchasing graffiti, uh, spray paint cans, and turning them over to your children so they could go graffiti and vandalize buildings. But, you those, can be have to do, well. but, but those have to do with um, actions by the parents. It's the parents' home, the parents buying the paint. This the parents well, could be completely oblivious to. Well, action and inaction, I think, are something that we need to start addressing and putting into the law. But and what I if they're 21, the 22, 23-year-old people? Well, I mean, they don't all seem to be teens. Well, then you are charged as an, as an adult, and then you are also charged as contributing to the delinquency of a minor, which has a very different set of uh, outcomes, with an increased fine of $5,000 per offense as opposed to the current $100 fine that you get if you are an adult encouraging teens to act stupid. Um, so somebody said, Lisa, the city needs a crack squad of garbage trucks and snowplows ready and waiting when these incidents are called in. They need to curb it and wipe it out to yeah. stop this. That's traditionally what we use in Chicago to put a stop to any kind of chaos or protect dignitaries. Is there any yes. plan to move them in? Can they be mobilized that quickly? So when we know these events are happening, absolutely, we can mobilize, especially on Lower Wacker Drive, uh, the salt trucks, the plows, and all of that. The problem is so many of the progressive left politicians in Chicago, and in particular at City Council, have argued against what they call corralling the innocent at these events. You know, they, they argue that it's against their constitutional rights when we don't allow them to escape after violating the law. And I think that's where we have this fundamental disagreement between folks who are leading from the left and folks who are leading with common sense that if you want to stop bad behavior, then there has to be some repercussions for what you do. Corralling them, boxing them in and arresting everyone and impounding every vehicle used is a very common sense way to end this. And it would end immediately the moment we did it for the first time because no one would want to go to jail. No one would want to lose their cars. The problem persists because we're afraid to pull the trigger on that option because too many people will complain and cry foul as we see time and time again. But those are incidentally the same people crying foul now that the police didn't do anything to stop this situation this weekend.
Alderman Ray Lopez is with us. And before we let you go, Steve had one more question. Alderman, you ran for mayor. You were uh, a critic frequently, not completely, but frequently of the previous mayor. Uh, you've seen Mayor so Johnson. I remember. <laughs> uh, what do you make of Mayor Johnson so far? You know, I like the mayor as an individual, but I think he really needs to knuckle down and start focusing on the issues at hand. You know, we have a lot of problems uh, already brewing in our city as well as being delivered at our doorstep. And they require a mayor who's committing all of his, his attention and focus to addressing those issues, as well as delivering the city services that taxpayers expect and provide for through their taxes. Um, I will not begrudge any mayor for being out and about, being with the people, but he needs to learn how to walk and chew gum simultaneously and direct his team to focus and start getting the job done because it will be a very quick four years. And if he wants to show progress that he and his team has made, you know, they are, the clock is already ticking. You don't believe he's shown he can walk and chew gum at the same time? I don't believe that his team is doing putting their best effort forward to prove that they can. Thank you for joining us. Alderman Ray Lopez, the 15th Ward. Follow the right one on Twitter. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Be well. Steve's News is next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.